This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 83. Stop being judgmental. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Welcome to another episode of the show. Always so grateful to have you here. As this episode goes live, we're approaching Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. And so again, it's just a moment that I want to give thanks and gratitude for you to show up and listen to the show. It means so much to me that you turn to me to help you improve your life. Thank you for allowing me to do this work. And thank you for making yourself better so that you spread that into your family and into your friends, because when you work on yourself, there's a trickle effect with that. And everybody gets better because you help yourself. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so today we're going to talk about stop being judgmental. Now, I think this is a great episode to talk about right now, or a great topic to talk about, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) A great topic to talk about. I'm getting tongue-tied today. But um, yeah, because we're approaching a lot of family time when judgment can really come out because we don't always think like our extended family. Also, we just wrapped up an election here in the U.S. and we are a very divided country, basically like right down the middle almost. And that half of the people voted for Trump and half of the people voted for Biden. So There's a lot of judgment going on both sides. And so it's really important for us to analyze ourselves as to why we're feeling so judgmental. I have to catch myself in this a lot in my personal life. In the coaching world, when I'm in my coach position or have my coach hat on, I'm not judgmental at all. I've just been trained that way. And honestly, when people are coming to me for help, how could you be judgmental? I mean, they're coming and they're wanting to fix their problems. It's when we see a problem in somebody and they're not asking for help, like they just love the way that they think and feel and act and all of that, that I tend to get a little judgmental, especially my personal life again, because I just like think, oh my gosh, how could you think that? Or how could you act like that? And it just feels like crap, doesn't it? To be judgmental. I hate the way that it feels. Um, And so I've really had to do a lot of work with myself of not being judgmental because it doesn't serve me and it certainly doesn't serve the world or my causes that I'm passionate about. So I've had to do, like I said, a lot of work on this and I want to teach you today some of that work that I've done on myself to help me not be so judgmental in my life. So what I teach you today is the audio from a live training that I did. 
if you are just totally new around here, then you've probably missed the message that I typically go live every Wednesday on my Facebook page at 11.15 a.m. Central Standard Time. So take that and make it for whatever time zone you're in. And if you're on my email list, you get email reminders about this and you get a private Zoom link too. So you don't have to go on social media to watch and just go privately and watch on Zoom the trainings. Um, and this is just the audio from that training that I did actually last week. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn a lot. I know it's been super helpful for me to learn how to not be so judgmental in my life. And it certainly feels a crap ton better to not be so judgmental. So without further ado, here's the training. Hey, y'all. I never like to give you shout outs on these free trainings because I never know if you want privacy or not, but so glad to have y'all. Um, okay. So as I said, we're going to talk about how to stop feeling judgmental today. If you're on my email list, you've already sort of heard this story, but if not, I used to be a very, very judgmental person. It was so bad. In fact, that in college, um, I was in essence like blackballed from my sorority because I got in trouble in essence for gossiping so much. Like it was just something that I grew up and I was around gossiping in high school. I spent hours upon hours on the phone with friends talking about other people. And, um, granted in society, we tend to give teenagers kind of a free pass on that behavior and especially girls of just like, Oh, that's just a normal teenage girl. But um, I'm a mother of a daughter who is 10, and I do not allow that behavior now looking back on it. It was just so much time that was wasted talking about other people and my, consuming my brain with that. And then, too, it didn't feel good at all to sit around and talk about people. And then it also, it, it created a lot of tension and in essence harm in my life to be negative like that. As I said, in college, it really bit me in the booty. So what happened was, you know, I, as I said, I built these behaviors in high school about talking about other people. And then when I went to college, I was in a sorority and, um, I was deemed like one of the like responsible ones from the very beginning. And I even got these really cool awards from the very start. Like, I don't remember the, what the award was called, but it was like sister of the year or something like that. And it was like an award they had just started and I won the first one and I had a big sorority. I mean, we had hundreds and hundreds of people. And, um, in essence, what happened then is that I just, like took that and I totally blew it. And I just started talking about my friends and then I would go and talk to other people about uh, other things. And I, I mean, it was just so bad in the way that I handled it. And it, and it all came up and blew in my face. Everybody figured out how I was talking bad about everybody. And I was about to be president in my sorority because I was VP at the time. And then in essence, like I left and I had no friends and I ended up dropping and I learned in that moment and in that experience of how detrimental it is to be judgmental and then to take that judgment and to talk about other people. And it was still a habit that I had to cut many years later. And it wasn't until I went into coaching as a client did I really go in and say, I'm tired of talking about other people. I am tired of thinking judgmental thoughts about other people. And it was something we worked on a lot together um, in coaching. And it's something that the coaching process in itself we work on because you're learning 
some of the stuff I'm going to teach you today of why we have judgment and why we do things like gossip. And so if you're at that place too, where you're like, I'm just so tired of judging other people. I know it feels like crap, but I just don't know how to stop it. Um, Cause we're in a, we're in a society right now where there's a lot of judgment. We're a very divided country here in the U S politically. I mean, we just saw this with the election. It was basically like a 50, 50 split almost with the votes and even the state by state, like I'm in Texas, Texas is, was very, very close. It was, it was nearly 50, 50 in regards to how Texas voted, which is like never happens. Um, and so it just shows again, like we're very divided and we take that division and you know, we throw rocks at one another and it certainly hasn't helped that we've had leadership that has done that as well. And so we're being modeled that and it's kind of being taught as like, this is normal behavior. And yet we're all sitting around feeling like crap. And so today I just really want to teach you some tips on how to not feel this way anymore, because as I'm on the other side of this, now granted, I still have my moments. Um, I just, I feel so much better as a person and my headspace is going to things that are helping the world and um, I, I'm achieving the goals that I want instead of just spending in all of this drama. And then two, you know, I know that it, the day that I leave this earth, I am more the person that I wanted to be versus somebody who was judging others and putting others down and talking about them and things of that sort. Okay. So stay tuned. Today's going to be good for your soul. All right. So as I said, we're going to talk about stop feeling judgmental. So before we get into all the hows of how to do that. Let's talk about why. Why does judgment happen? Well, first off, it's a form of protection, right? So if we judge somebody, then we're building up this wall around us. You know, one of my favorite quotes is by Mother Teresa, who said something along the lines of, if we're too busy judging people, then we don't have time to love them, right? And so that's what we're doing, is that we're not letting them in close. We're just building this barrier around ourselves. It's like, I'm going to judge you instead, so I don't have to, in essence, be vulnerable with you and get uncomfortable with you and have feelings with you, right? Because so many of us find feelings to be uncomfortable. And two, you know, we've grown up in a world, as I said, where judgment is just a normal behavior. And so we're modeled that. And of course, then our brain is built just like what, what we're modeled around, right? Also, why judgment happens is it focuses our own inner critic that we have in our brain on other things and people. So this is a huge one about why we, we judge and why we especially gossip. So as I said, this inner critic lives in all of us. Sometimes I refer to this as our inner mean girl. It's really just the voice of the ego in the psychology world. And this is just a normal part of the human brain. So many people think, oh, what's wrong with me that I'm really critical of myself. That's just the way the brain works. Unfortunately, it's always trying to keep us safe and secure. And so the way the brain does this a lot of times is by criticizing ourselves and others so that we don't put ourselves out there and get hurt, even if that's just emotionally hurt because of the brain getting hurt of any kind equals death. Yes, it's that dramatic. So yes, we build this you know, form of protection, again, for safety and security. And then it kind of gets the inner critic focused in on something else. So I know for me, when my inner critic was really high, especially during my teenage years and my college years, it felt so nice to just talk about other people for a little while. 
and, and in essence, turn that voice on somebody else and take the edge off of myself. Because when I wasn't talking about other people or having judgmental thoughts about other people, then I was judging myself. And that feels like crap, doesn't it? Oh gosh, it's the worst. So just realize that that's why you do it. And then the third reason, and this one is the one that's going to kind of blow your mind a little bit is we see ourselves and what we judge. So this is a hard pill to swallow. So there's an exercise I do with my clients about admiration and I have them sit down and I say, tell me all the things that you admire in other people. And so they spend some time and they really sit with that question and they write all these qualities. And I, some that I hear a lot is I love it when people are confident or when they're go-getters or when they're kind or da, 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 da. And then I tell them all those things that you admire in other people and you see in other people are the things that you see in yourself. How exciting, how amazing is that? Because those are qualities that are like little babies inside of you, like these little buds that just need to bloom a little bit more. And it's so relieving and exciting to realize that of what we see in others, we see in ourselves. But it also, there's a flip to that of when we're judging others, it's really, those are the qualities that we see in ourselves that we don't like. Okay. So I know when I get in a judgmental headspace and I'm like, they're this, or he does this, or she does this, I will stop myself and I will say, okay, how am I seeing that in myself? Okay. So something that I bring up here often on these trainings on the podcast is with my husband because, you know, it's COVID and we're together almost like 24 seven and, and all the things. Right. And so something that I find myself being judgmental with him about is how uptight he can be, especially around cleanliness things. Like he likes things a certain way and things of that sort. And it really annoys me sometimes. And I find myself you know, in essence, wanting to judge him because it's a form of protection in a lot of ways of instead of just like feeling the feelings of the discomfort of us not being on the same page about something. And then two, you know, not focusing my own inner critic of, you know, when he says, oh, XYZ is messy, Lindsay, you know, then I'll start criticizing myself. Instead, I'll be like, oh, I'd rather judge you instead. And then two, when I'm judging him and I'm saying, you know, you're uptight, I ask myself, okay, how am I seeing that in myself? And that's where it kind of blows my own damn mind because I'm like, oh my gosh, I see so many ways in which I'm uptight and I'm really projecting that on him, right? Because what, what he's asking for is just what he wants and what he needs. And there's nothing wrong with that per se. Now, sometimes the delivery could be a little bit better with him and we, we talk through that. But me judging him is just like, totally not helping the situation at all. It's pushing him away versus bringing in close and saying, okay, what is this really about? How can we problem solve this? How can we make this better? Okay. So hopefully that one makes sense. Cause that's a big one. I really want you to soak it in. I'm going to say it one more time. We see ourselves in what we judge. Okay. So just take that one in, sit with it. If you have any takeaway from today, this is a great one. Because again, anytime you're judging somebody else, it's really something in yourself that you see in yourself that maybe you don't want to admit to, and you're trying to project it on somebody else. Okay. That alone will cut judgment so much for you. All right. So now how do we shift out of judgment in an authentic way? 
And I say it in an authentic way because I don't want you to just ignore these thoughts and feelings that come up for you when you're judging somebody. Okay. Because again, it's, it's a level of protection and our brain wants to keep us safe and secure. And, and sometimes it's authentic and it's good for our brain to do that because we may actually be in danger. So say for example, like I have this office here that I work at and sometimes I'm working here on the weekends and in the evenings. And I happened to work here last night. And so I'm leaving the office and it's dark out and I'm feeling a little bit scared with that. And I'm like getting to my car and all that stuff. And so my brain is just like, okay, look at all your surroundings, you know, listen for all the sounds and make sure you're safe and secure. Right. And so in those kinds of moments, the brain is doing its job really well. It's keeping me safe and secure. And so if somebody were to come out, like a few weeks ago, this happened. It's like some kid was like skateboarding at like 930 at night in near my office. And the sound of it scared me. And so initially, like I had this um, judgment reaction after I figured out what it was. I was like, oh, why is that kid freaking, you know, running his skateboard? Like what the hell, you know, kind of thing. And so some of that is really good, right? To realize like, okay, this is a trigger. This is a safety security thing and that's okay. So we don't want to ignore what comes up for us, but we do want to really question ourselves: of, is this really what I want to think and really how I want to feel in the world and how I want to show up in my actions and create the results that I want to. Okay. So in that moment, if that kid on the skateboard had come up to me, how would I want to react to him? Would I want to be really judgy and rude and say like, dude, why are you, you know, skateboarding so late at night? You scared the hell out of me. No, probably not. I would just say, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Right. I would want to make sure that I shifted my thoughts and my feelings in a way so I could be authentic and show up the way I want to. Right. Got it. All right. So the way that we do this is we run models and we do thought downloads. Okay. So if you're a client of mine, you're like, got it, Lindsay, because we do this stuff all the time. I'm, they're always coming to me with problems. And I say, okay, did you run your models? Did you do your thought downloads? And if you've done a lot of my live trainings here, or you listen to my podcast, you know what I'm talking about probably, but regardless, we're going to go through this tool really quick. So let me grab my paper here. So just in case, you don't know what a self-coaching model is. So first off, this is not my zone of genius. This is created by Brooke Castillo with the Life Coach School. Love Brooke's work. And she even says, yes, I came up with this model, but this is really just the way the world kind of works. Okay. So here's how it breaks down. We've got circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. So circumstances are things that we have no control over. Okay. So if we go back to my example of the kids skateboarding, the circumstance, a kid is skateboarding at nine 30 at night. Yeah. Okay. And then we have thoughts about something that happens to us. Okay. So the first thought in my mind was of course, like, what's that? And then when I figured it out, the first thought was kind of judgy. It was like, what kid is skateboarding at nine 30 at night? Right. <laughs> was my thought. Like that scared the hell out of me kind of thing. And then the feeling was scared then judgmental. Um, trying to think what else I think it was just really scared and judgmental. If I really think about it, those are the feelings that I had. And then you think about, okay, what actions did you take next? So the actions that I took were then I just, in essence, checked in with myself and say, okay, here's what I'm thinking and I'm feeling. And then my result was I felt more at peace. And then I was able to move on with my day. So this tool is one, if you have never been introduced to this, 
take notes on this really quick, maybe screenshot it, um, or just, just maybe look this up after you're done with this training to really make sure that you get this, because this is a tool you're going to use time and time and time again in your life, not just to stop feeling judgmental, but for anything that comes up for you. Because in essence, what you can do is take any circumstance that happens to you. And then what you want to do is you want to analyze your thoughts about that circumstances because your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings, then drive your actions. And then your actions, of course, create your results. So what happens eventually is the thoughts that you think become your results. Okay. So I'm going to show you how this happens here in a minute. I'm going to break it down for you even more about a model that I did recently with a client about how their thoughts became their results and how they were judging and all that stuff. Okay. But I want to touch on the other thing that I said here, which is how to shift out of judgment in an authentic way. I said, run your models, right? And then also do thought downloads. Okay. So what are thought downloads? So a thought download is basically you take out a piece of paper, you can open up a note doc on your phone, really doesn't matter. You can just do it mentally if you want is you are thinking about a circumstance and then you write down all your thoughts about it. Okay. So this is one that I have done a lot with clients. And some of the, some of you may be triggered by this. Okay. I'm just going to let you know that if you think differently, but this is good stuff. Okay. We're all friends here. I'm just letting you know that we're going to go into politics right now for a second. Okay. So for a lot of people, they're really triggered by Trump supporters. Okay. Again, if you're a Trump supporter, great. That's to like, I have clients who are Trump supporters. That's totally fine. But this is just one I've done a lot with clients. So I think it will help a lot of you. Okay. So we've got Trump supporters, right? So the first thing I want you to notice is I will have clients that come to me and say, Lindsay, I have so much judgment around what they say is angry Trump supporters. And they say that is their circumstance. Okay. But I want you to catch something here, putting something like anger or any kind of details like that are really thoughts. Okay really you're putting your thoughts and you're trying to make it as like this neutral circumstance, but really you're defining them as angry when really the absolute neutral circumstance is basically somebody who supports Trump or we call them Trump supporters, right? Okay. So then again, if we just take that out of it, because that's not truly the circumstance, but I wanted to do this here because it's really tricky. I catch this with clients all the time and I get caught from coaches all the time too. I recently came to a coach and I said, Oh, I got a hate email. And he's like, okay, you're making that the circumstance Lindsay, but really you got an email that said X, Y, Z. And then you defined it as I a hate email, right? Okay. So again, super neutral here, Trump supporters. And then you write down all your thoughts about that person or that, you know, those people or whatever happened. Right. And especially when we're talking about judgment here, all your judgmental thoughts. So things like they're racist, they're white trash, they're disgusting, they're stuck in the past, they're, you know, victims is what they, you know, how I'm judging them, right? They think they're victims. They're angry, as we said, they're toxic, they're uneducated, okay? So just let yourself like brain dump is what I tell my clients, like write all the nasty things that go on in your mind. Because if you're trying to deny it, because so many of us do that, we have a judgmental thought and then we're like, 
oh, that that's like inappropriate. That's, you know, bad. That's not what, you know, good people or good, you know, good girls do or good Christians or whatever, you know, all the good stuff, right? Instead, I want you to just recognize it and be like, okay, these are the things that are coming up for me because avoiding it is going to do no good and denying it instead lean into it and say, wow, I'm having these thoughts. First off, what are they? Here's what they are. Write it all down on paper. And just doing that alone can be very, very helpful and therapeutic to the soul of just acknowledging it. Because what happens is when we're having thoughts like this, they swarm around in our brain. Yeah, even if we're trying to deny it, of it's still swarming in our brain, and it becomes what I call a tornado of emotions. And it's just like swarming in our brain, and it's causing a lot of clutter, and it's making us feel really crappy and off and all the things and moody and blah, 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 right? And instead, when we're writing it down on paper, we're giving it an outlet. We're taking all that stuff in our head, and we're saying, here, I'm going to dump it out on paper. And again, that alone can just be like, it's gone somewhere. It's out of my head, out of my body and down on paper. Okay. So this is what a thought download is. So this can be your first step. Anytime you're feeling judgmental or anything, right? It's just write down whatever it is. It could be my uncle Bob, because I know we're coming up on family stuff with the holidays. Any family person, I just got off a client call actually, and we were talking about her mom and her sister and she something happened with them and she felt very triggered by what happened. And so in essence, what we did was kind of a thought download is I said, okay, this situation happened with your, your family and they said X, Y, Z, you know, what are all the thoughts? My mom doesn't care. My sister doesn't listen to me. I'm weird. I'm different. You know, I'm, she, she had so many thoughts, but that's what I'm, I'm wanting you to do here too. It's just get all those thoughts down on paper. Okay. Because then we know, then we know how to, what they are and now we can problem solve it. Okay. So let me give you an idea now of how to start to problem solve it. You're going to go back to that model tool and you're going to break it down even more. Okay. So we then have our C, our circumstance is Trump supporters, right? Remember you want to keep this as neutral as possible just Trump supporters. (laughs) Then the thought is, you know, initially you had these thoughts of like, they're racist, they're uneducated, blah, 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 right? All those negative thoughts. And I want to go back here for a second because I didn't touch on something. But when you have all these thoughts down on paper and you've got it out of your body, which again can feel kind of good to do that, ask yourself then is, is this really what I want to think? And like, sit with that for a minute. And for some people, when they do that, they get a little emotional, okay? Because the reason why we judge goes back to what I just said earlier is it's a level of protection from us. And our brain is trying to keep us safe and secure. And so when we see things that our brain sees as a threat, which to a lot of people, Trump supporters can feel like a threat, especially to people of color. They feel like threatened by this because if they're thinking they're racist, you know, and then it's like, they're going to hurt me. And, you know, people of color have been hurt and here's all the reasons why, right? Of course, the brain is going to wrap itself around that. It does feel like a legitimate threat to the brain. Yes. But then you have to just kind of step back and say, is this really what I want to think here? 
is this really serving me? Is it serving the world? You know, I know I've gone through these questions just on the last week of training of processing politics, of talking about some of those questions. But again, too, you can also ask yourself, is it true? And your brain may say, yeah, well, it's true. And here's all the reasons why these things are true. But then also ask yourself, how could it be untrue? And that's where it's going to kind of blow your mind a little bit too of like, okay, yeah, they're racist, but they could also, here's some proof that they're not racist. Oh yeah. They could be disgusting. Well, here's reasons where how they're not disgusting. Right. And so that just opens your mind to saying, okay, if there are reasons how these things are untrue, is it really something that I want to move forward with? And you are welcome to continue to think whatever you want to think. If you feel like these kinds of things serve you, go for it. But for me, 9.9 times out of 10, when I'm doing a thought download, especially when I'm having judgmental thoughts, I think this is not serving me. It is not serving them. It is not serving the world. There are elements that are untrue here. And I just don't want to continue to think this because again, it doesn't feel good to hate. It doesn't. I mean, yes, or sometimes is it very justified to feel anger and to feel hate? Absolutely. Okay. But this goes back to something I was talking about last week with political triggers is if you are triggered for more than seven seconds about something, just seven seconds, then that means there's deeper healing that needs to happen. And so sometimes it's not about what's happening right now. It's about what's happened in your past that has made this feel so triggering for you. Okay. So if we look here at Trump supporters, maybe a Trump supporter hasn't necessarily done anything to you or, you know, maybe anybody else per se, but you've had instances where other people have been racist to you. And, um, if we, you know, look at the whole epigenetic thing, which I'm not going to go down that, but basically epigenetics is saying that we pass trauma through our DNA, right? And so what you inherit is obviously not just the way that you look and how you act, but also trauma. And so say, if you are a black person here in the U S you have likely inherited through epigenetics, the trauma of slavery where obviously racism was rampant, right? And, and abuse and so many other things. And so that's in your DNA. And so of course, when you see something that sparks any kind of sort of racism, it's going to be a huge trigger for you, right? But that's where you've got to do some deeper healing. That's stuff that I do with my clients. And it's not as bad and awful feeling as you think it is. It's so freeing and it feels so amazing to go and do that work. But again, this is why a lot of people are having these judgmental thoughts. It's like they just want a layer of protection. Okay. So again, you're asking yourself those questions. Is it serving me? How could it, you know, how can I change these? And then what I want you to do is go back to that model tool, as I said, write in your circumstance of Trump supporters or whatever it is for you of what you're feeling judgmental toward, like my uncle, Bob, my mom, my dad, my sister, whoever, um, and then ask yourself, what do I intentionally want to think here? Okay. So for my, a lot of my clients who I'm working through their triggers of Trump supporters and feeling judgmental towards them, 
they're coming to thoughts along the lines of things like they have different ways of thinking and that's okay. Okay. Because again, they have decided for themselves that thinking those other thoughts wasn't serving them. Now, for some clients, they want to hold on to some of that stuff, not just about Trump supporters, but anything in general, right? It's like, no, I truly want to just keep thinking that. And again, that's fine and great. But most of the time, they're like, I don't want to feel this way. It's causing a lot of anger and judgment in me and so many things, right? That make me feel like crap. And instead, I want to think this. And there's a part of their brain, too, that believes it just enough to say, yeah, I think I can, I think I can believe this. Like I may not fully believe it yet, but I believe it just enough to like put in the thought that maybe this could be true. Okay. So you don't want to go from, you know, if we're doing the Trump supporter example of they're racist to they're amazing people and I can't wait to be with them. Okay. If that's where you're at, those are way too extreme thoughts. Okay. For a lot of times for my clients, we're taking them from like anger and hate and judgment to a place of neutrality and curiosity. Okay. So again, program in the thought that you want to think here for this person. It was, they have different ways of thinking. That's okay. The feeling that they're generating just by thinking that thought is neutrality and curiosity. And then the actions that they will eventually take from this place of thinking this thought and feeling these feelings is they're listening, they're learning, they're seeking to understand. And then eventually the result will be that people have been brought together and they're understanding, you know, different ways of thinking and they're, they're okay with that. Okay. Cause remember what I said earlier is our thought line becomes our result line eventually. So if we're going back to Trump supporters, they're racist, blah, blah, blah. That's all we're going to see. And we're just going to continue to spin in that, right? Okay. So this is the way that you start to cut judgment. This is the way that you authentically move forward. This is the way that you can start to show up in the world the way that you want to show up and not as a judgmental person. Because as I said earlier in this, I used to be there and it felt like crap. And now I'm at a place where, especially in my coaching business, you know, people come to me and they tell me all the things about their life and all the thoughts that they're having. And I'm able to hold space for them and show them things like unconditional love. And even they'll come to me and say, oh, Lindsay, you're going to judge me for this. And I'm like, no, I, I truly do not judge nearly ever in my coaching world ever. Um, and if I do, then I like quickly know what to do to like, you know, pull myself out of that until I've been trained to do that kind of stuff. And I will say, I love being that person. It is so authentic to me. It's not some sort of show. It's just truly like how I feel like I show up as my very, very best self in the world is when I'm in a client coach relationship. Um, we talk about it in coaching as like your most authentic self. I just feel like that's the very, very best of me. And it feels amazing to do that for somebody and to give that to somebody. And I know that that's the way that I heal people and I help them. And I know that anytime in my personal life where judgment can be harder when it comes up, because I don't necessarily show up as my very, very best self all the time of my personal life. 
that I go back to, okay, how can I be more coach-like in my personal life? And the way that I'm more coach-like is by having thoughts of like, okay, we can all think different ways and that's okay. And being more in this neutral place and being in curiosity and being of service of like, I'm just here to serve this person. Now, of course, this does not mean you don't have boundaries. I have certain boundaries of people that I don't work with. If somebody came to me and said, yeah, I am a racist and I love being a racist or I'm a sexist or I'm homophobic. Like I've recently said this in my emails and stuff. It's like, we're just too far off. That's a boundary for me that I'm just, I'm not going to want to work with you kind of thing for a long time too. In my coaching business, I was somebody who was cheated on my first relationship. It ended with that. And it was very hurtful at the time. And when I started my coaching business, I said, you know, I don't want to work with anybody who has cheated on somebody else because I just had my own stuff to work through with that. I still had to cut the level of judgment that I had about people who would cheat on somebody else. Now, as time has gone on, that's not a big deal for me anymore. And I openly work with people who have cheated on their spouse, especially when they're at a place of remorse and like understanding and wanting to learn from it. Um, and things of that sort. So again, I'm just, I'm giving you these examples so that you can understand what your boundaries will be with the way that you want to handle this moving forward of, okay, when, when these lines are crossed, that's when, you know, I say no, but in regards to just everyday judgment and spinning in the judgment and the anger and all of that to really dig deeper and say, okay, what are my thoughts here? Does this really serve me? Does it serve the world to really think this? And what do I want to think instead? So I can get to a place of neutrality and curiosity, and then maybe eventually love and acceptance. I tell my clients this all the time. One happens to be live on this training, um, where she's talking about, um, you know, people at work and, and things of that sort. And I've told her, I said, you know, eventually you're going to get to a place where you love these people. Even when they're a-holes, you're still going to love them because in time, your thoughts are just going to change, especially as we're healing more of the stuff that's triggering you in the first place of why these people bother you so much that you're going to get to a place of truly loving and accepting them as they are, faults and all, with all their, their funny, funky stuff, right? And again, that's such a great place to be eventually. So takeaways today. I hope you see how judgment happens or why it happens. A lot of times it's that we see ourselves in other people. Um, and what, what we're judging them for is really things that we're judging ourselves for deep down. And it's just a level of protection. And so we've got to dig deeper and say, okay, what is it really about here? What are my thoughts? Do I want those thoughts? What do I want to think instead? And then you move forward with this model tool and you start to hash these out. Okay. So if you leave this training and you're like, oh, this is just too overwhelming or too much, just know that the model tool will get easier for you. But also too, it helps so much to have somebody like a coach who sits down and does these with you. Every single week I get coached as a coach. And in essence, what I'm doing with my coach are models. And it's so interesting how I will even run models about certain things that happen, but my coach will see something I didn't even see because we're so close to our own brain and our own patterns of behavior that sometimes we don't even spot our own blind spots, right? So it just helps so much. And it helps when we're in a very emotional state as, you know, triggers can happen for us. And we get that judgmental, those judgmental feelings. 
that we're out of our logical brain. And so it helps to have somebody else be in that logical space and be trained to hold, you know, that kind of um, space for you to be able to emote and then get you back to this kind of problem solving place. So all of this to say, I hope this helps you move forward to stop being judgmental in your life. As I said, it's a journey to get there and you're not going to be perfect. You're going to have slip ups and moments and triggers, but just know this tool is the first step to get you on that place. And then if you want deeper healing and you want to be at a place where you're just showing up as the very best version of you in your life, this is what I do in my coaching practice. I help go-getter women accomplish their goals and feel better than ever in the process. And this kind of stuff is the feeling better than the ever in the process kind of work of like, okay, you know, we are going to accomplish all these goals that you came in to coaching with, because that's really what your brain is saying. Hey, if I get these goals, it's worth the, the cost of coaching. But what we're doing throughout the process is getting them to feel better than ever and doing this kind of work. And two, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. I spent so much time and energy for so many years sitting around talking about people, judging people, that I could have been out there accomplishing a crap ton of things in the world. And I wondered every year for a long time, it's like, why am I not hitting all of my goals? Why is this so hard for me? Oh, well, it was because I was spinning in all the emotions of judgment and my feelings and all the things that I needed to fully process from childhood because we all have stuff from childhood. Even if we had a really great, amazing childhood, our childhood brain is just highly emotional. And at some point we have to go in and we have to heal all that stuff because otherwise we just spin in the crap all the time, that tornado of emotions as I talked about. And so it's just, it's just so amazing to go in and do that kind of work with coaching and really explore that heal it all. And then again, show up as a person you want to be and accomplish the things you want to accomplish in life. It, it's, it's amazing stuff. So I would love to work with you if you feel like, okay, I'm ready for more help. I'm ready to accomplish my dreams and feel better than ever. Um, the first step is to just go apply for a free consult call, lindsayepreston.com forward slash apply. So Lindsay is spelled L-I-N-D-S-A-Y and then E- Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N.com forward slash apply. You'll just fill out a couple questions. And then from there, um, you know, we'll get on a free consult call. And on that hour that you and I will have individually together, we'll talk about your goals and we'll talk about your vision for your life. And I'll ask you so many questions so that we get a really clear vision of where you want to go. And then I'm going to be very frank with you on some of the things that are blocking you from getting that. Most times people have no idea what's blocking them or they think it's, you know, certain other things that are blocking them, but nine times out of 10, they're wrong. And so it's very eye-opening to see just from that call alone of like, wow, these are really the things that are stopping me and to be able to have a really clear life vision. And then from there, we can decide if we want to work together or not and accomplish those goals. So again, hope you learned so much today. And, um, if you feel inspired to take that step and start coaching together, I would love, love, love to have you and create amazing results in your life. But go out there, use this tool, go cut that judgment in your life. And um, I hope to see you again soon on a training. This is our last live training that we're going to do for at least the rest of 2020. And then um, I'll decide in 2021 if we're going to still do this. But you can always listen to my podcast. It comes out um, every week. It's called Become an Unstoppable Woman if you don't listen to it. And um, that's it. So thanks for tuning in. And I hope to see you on a consult call soon. Bye. Thank you. 
Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're gonna accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60 minute consult call just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this. <laughs>